Dynamite here. Glad you're along. Brought to you by Lakeview Ford Lincoln. And also online, where you can find our episodes on demand at BattleCreekPodcast.com. Coming up on Tuesday, August the 8th, is a special election in Calhoun County. And Clerk Kimberly Hinckley is here to talk a little bit about what we can expect to see. Hello, Kim. Hi, Richard. How are you? Great. Thank you for uh, making sure we're up to speed on what we're going to see. This isn't maybe the hugest election around, but... uh, it does have some things in certain communities that folks would be interested in. Right. Yes, we do have a special election August 8th on Tuesday. Um, polls open at 7 a.m. and close at 8 p.m. just like every other election day. The difference is, is not every city or township has an election this Tuesday. So it's always great to make sure you check in on our website and see if there's an election that affects you for each election day. This um, August, we have um, the Marshall Ambulance Firefighters Authority, a millage renewal. They're renewing for uh 0.50 mills on $1,000 taxable um, income uh, for 2024 through 2034. Um, can't believe we have to say 2034. <laughs> and um, that first year should raise about $415,000 for their authority. And again, this is a renewal. So I think this is their third or fourth time around. That will affect the townships of Burlington, Clarendon, Convis. Eckford, Fredonia, Lee, Marengo, Marshall, and Tecancha Townships, and the City of Marshall residents. So if you live in any of those locations, um, make sure that you get out and vote. That's an important um, proposal that will affect your taxes. And then uh, for Marengo Township residents, uh, they also have their road millage renewal proposal um, on the ballot. So uh, Marengo Township voters will have two different things on the ballot. And that's, uh, again, a renewal uh, for one mill per thousand taxable value. And that's good from uh, 2024 through 2028 inclusive and should um, raise an estimated $112,000-ish um, that first year. Everybody yes. wants their roads worked on, so Marengo Township, here's your chance to make sure it's, there's money there. Yes, exactly. So it's very important. A small portion of Bedford Township residents will be voting, and uh, Gull Lake uh, Community School residents in Bedford Township will uh, have a, a operating uh, millage there. And again, that's um, not to exceed 18 mills on all property except principal residents. So it's not your principal residents. That is uh, $2.90 on each $1,000 of taxable value for a period of 11 years. Uh, again, 2023 through 2033 inclusive. That is to provide operating purposes, uh, revenue for the school district in 2023 would approximately raise about $125,000. And then we have a smaller portion of uh, Hastings Area School System. They have a bond proposal on, and that is, again, for Bedford Township Hastings School District residents. That's $17,470,000. So that's points. 
six mils per thousand dollars, and that's for 11 years. So um, if you live in any of those areas, please make sure you get out and go vote on August 8th, again, 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. And the election inspectors love to see you come out. Those are a lot slower the days than our normal even year elections. So uh, we love to see people come out and vote and make your voices heard. Yeah, we'll be sure, too, that the link to the clerk's website where the ballot language is available for you to see is linked in the show notes for this episode Thank at BattleCreekPodcast.com. Kim, these seem like pretty routine kinds of of questions, would you say? Yes, yes, they are. Most of them are, are normal operating, like most of them are renewals. So it's what you're already paying. It's not um, necessarily an increase. So it's what you're already paying on your taxes. And um, so it's nothing um, new for most of them. So, you know, just to operate day to day. And and like you said, everybody wants their roads fixed. So that's an important hot button issue right now. And um, if they're making good progress and keeping the roads in Marengo Township going, you may want to go out and say, hey, good job. Thumbs up. Uh, I'm in favor for it. Ambulance authority um, is, is always a very important issue. And um, people need to make sure that that we appreciate and support our local emergency services however we can and so if if that's been a good service for you and your family make sure you get out and and vote for that as well let them know if you're happy or not it's important to make sure that that uh, we get out on these small elections that affect our taxes the elections that have statewide significance or federal significance uh, tend to be more popular of course but i i've always said People might be sick of hearing me say it, that that these little ones are the ones that that are closer to you. And in this case, right. closer to your bank account. Yes, absolutely. You're you're correct. And and I always like to say local government matters and people don't always pay attention until it affects their pocketbook. <laughs> and usually when they get their tax bill, then they're like, wait a minute, we're paying for what? Yeah, <laughs> it's it's very important. Local government matters. Know what you're if you live in the city or township, make sure you know what your local government's doing and and voice your concern. As a former township clerk, you know, I I always appreciated when people would would give us their thoughts and and opinions, good or bad, because you're there to serve them. So it's important that you make your voice heard and election day is is the best way to do that. Is there a way to see the ballot beforehand? Can yes, you go- there's a, a link on our website, um, Calhoun County mi.gov forward slash elections. We have a link. And then you can also go to um, michigan.gov and you can go in and see your ballot ahead of time. You can request a ballot uh, or an an application from there as well. And then that will get sent to your local clerk. We also have a link on our elections page to contact your local clerk as well to get a to request a ballot or your po- find out where your polling location is if you're new to the area and and haven't voted yet um you can also uh, register to vote up and through election day with your local clerk and um so yeah if you're not registered to vote yet for this special election make sure that you get registered to vote and then you can request your ballot right then with your local clerk as well All right. And again, we'll put the link in the show notes for this episode at battlecreekpodcast.com. If you're walking, driving something, then you cannot uh, (laughs) type that in right now. You can just come back later and and find that. 
Well, Kim, it wasn't long ago that uh, we passed Proposal 2, which had uh, quite a bit to do with elections, not the least of which, of course, is the ability to uh, vote early, nine days of early voting, among other things. So this has particular significance for statewide and, and federal elections. So now that this is the way we're headed, how do you look at this and how do you prepare for it? My theme for um, the next year is going to be uh, swallowing the Prop 2 elephant one bite at a time because it's big. <laughs> <laughs> we're trying to take it one bite at a time in our office. And um, and I know the local clerks are, are trying to to wrap their minds around every all the changes. This is going to be the biggest change as far as how elections are conducted in most of our lifetimes. Michigan will have early day, nine day voting before each um, election. And so that's um, going to be two Saturdays before the election up until the Sunday before election day. Municipalities have three choices with this and they can conduct the nine day voting themselves, do it like a regular election day, but only nine days ahead of time. Or they may partner with other municipalities and join and have one municipal site for nine days of voting. And they have that option or they may partner with the county. We have agreed to conduct an early voting site for any municipality in Calhoun County who would like to partner with us. And we're working on all the logistics and, and everything right now. That's a big decision for municipalities to, to decide how they want to conduct that. Financially, it makes the most sense to partner either on a municipal level or with the county. That's that's a huge strain for a local municipality, unless they're a big city or a big township. Um, you know, I'd say ten thousand or more population to really conduct that on their own. So, a lot of the smaller, you know, under a thousand to maybe three thousand registered voters makes more sense to partner either with combined municipalities that border you or the county to help save resources. It's hard to find election inspectors on election day, let alone for nine day voting. And we don't want to burn out our election inspectors during nine days of voting and then have them burn out for election day. So we're going to be reaching out. So if you've ever thought that looks like an interesting job when you go in to vote, uh, contact our office, uh, contact your local clerk. We are going to be hiring and recruiting a, a lot of extra election inspectors so that we can make sure we have enough people to spread spread all that joy out for nine days. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, it's an opportunity for folks, I suppose, if you look at it that way, it's a chance for people to be more involved in their democratic process, the democratic process, right? Yes. That uh, yes. that actually facilitates that. But let's be clear for a second here. When we say nine days of early voting, we're not just talking about going online and voting or some kind of more streamlined approach. We're talking about nine days of open polling locations. Correct. Correct. So it's just like election day. You'll come in, do this, everything the same, fill out your application, receive a ballot, vote that ballot, put it into the tabulator. 
get your I voted sticker, which is very important for voters. <laughs> and then, yeah, you, your, your process is done. So it's nine days of that. And then we still have election day and that will still be conducted at your normal polling location. So that day will not change, uh, at least for most people. Otherwise, the nine day voting will be a collaboration, either a municipal center where several municipalities have gone together or at the county. And we are working on a, a county seat site that will be centralized for, for um, voters um, from the four corners of our of our county, I would imagine. I don't know. You'll you'll confirm or deny, but uh, I would imagine that most municipalities looking at this in Calhoun County are saying, "Yes, county, help me. Let's do this together." <laughs> yeah, they're still um, talking to their boards and and working on what they feel is best. And how I approached that with them was, you have to do what your board decides is best for that municipality and your voters. And um, there's many factors that the state has laid out for us to look at, um, you know, population sites, um, something centralized. But the law says that there has to be at least one voting center for every for every voter. So this gives them an option to be able to partner. And there are um, appropriations, my understanding, to um, help facilitate in the early day voting costs. That's going to be a huge undertaking. And a lot of funds are going to need to be extra, you know, machinery and tabulators and, and paying for um, election inspectors and facilities if, if there's not a place that um, is going to allow you to use their site for free, you know, yeah. that sort of thing. Security. There's a lot of moving parts in this. And um, so, yeah, fiscally, it makes a lot of sense to um, partner either with multiple municipalities or with the county. And then, um, you know, like I said, as well as the workforce, because we are really going to need a lot of election inspectors to be able to get us through. Now, legislature has decided that you can have early voting up to 29 days before election. Um, here in Calhoun County, we will only do the nine days of voting. I think there's a few counties that are that are looking at possibly up to 21 days of voting. And, and you're talking, uh, you know, hundreds 100,000 or more of registered voters that would be coming through their, their site, they believe. So each county is going to look different. And that's what the voters are going to have to understand, too, is each county has the option, these options. And so each county may look differently. Mm -hmm. So some counties are saying we're not partnering at all. It's up to the municipalities to figure this out. Some counties are working with their smaller municipalities, but their larger cities and townships, they're, they're saying, we have enough voters, we've got enough staff, we're going to do this ourselves. So each county is going to look a little different. Well, yeah. I, I suppose you can understand that if someone is not interested in an absentee ballot, works certain days during voting time, might be away, all of those factors, this gives them uh, an option to go. They might have to go to a different place right. to vote early, but it, it gives them an option. So uh, those are options we didn't have, but of course, like everything else, like you say, it's gonna it's gonna cost a few bucks. 
That's right. That's right. Not only are you going to have that option to have nine day voting, but another uh, part that changed is if you request an absentee ballot now, you're going to have the option to request an absentee ballot permanently. So you will have a box you can check to um, request an absentee ballot for every um, election going forward, unless you notify them that you don't want that option anymore. So that will be something, a little box you'll be able to check. Once you do that, you won't receive an application anymore. You'll automatically receive the ballot for every election, whether it's a small August special election that affects your jurisdiction or whether it's, you know, presidential primary to our, our November presidential election next year, you will automatically receive that ballot. And you can request that going forward now, even if you don't have an election, you, you know, you can get ready and, and say, I, I want to be put on that permanent ballot list and, and taking care of that. If you already were on the permanent absent voter application list, you will automatically receive this option when your next um, election comes up. So if you don't have an election until, let's say, the presidential primary in February, that will be your first option to be able to request that. So be looking for that if that's the way you prefer to vote um, by absentee ballot. And then, um, then again, we'll have election day, as we always do, to come in and vote for those traditionalists who are like, nope, I, I appreciate the ability to go on election day and and uh, and vote that way on election day. So it, it opens it up to three options for our voters. So that means there's really no excuse for not voting, you know, on election day. Kim's pointing her finger when she says that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we cannot say that uh, there aren't options to get it done because there sure are. And with this, uh, with this kind of an option, we'll have that uh, that flexibility. So let's be clear: the the proposal to early voting, it it says statewide or federal elections. So, for example, this election coming up on on August the eighth would not have early voting. Is that true? It would not, but locals could choose to be open for nine-day voting if they okay. choose to. For us, anyone who partners at the county level, we would not be open for nine-day voting. Um, again, unfortunately, there's just not the turnout. The ability to be open for nine days just doesn't make it financially sound to do that at this point in time, um, maybe as it grows. And that may be something that we look at down the road as this really catches on. Mm -hmm. 2024, we figure will be trial and error time with this and 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 see how things pan out. Uh, some of the experts that we've listened to that have conducted nine-day voting in other states, they're like the first day is very busy and the last couple of days are, are extremely busy. And, and then kind of in between, it's, you know, kind of that lull time. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see. Um, if you look at numbers for presidential primaries, like we'll be having in February, you know, those aren't necessarily always high voter turnout anyways, but this may increase that with the nine-day voting option. And then our, our primaries, people don't always turn out for our regular primary and a governor or a presidential year. And then, you know, everybody wants to make sure they get out and vote in November. 
not everybody understands the importance of the, the primary in August. And it's very important because that determines who's going to be on your ballot in November. Right. And so I always try to encourage people, you know, like, why, why do I need to vote in August? There's just so many options. And I'm like, yes, and you can have a voice in saying who those options are for November. So it's very important to, to, to vote in the um, August primary. I think that as it goes on and it catches on and people are like, oh, yeah, because right now a lot of people are like, we're doing what? We have nine day voting? What? When did we do that? I think as it catches on and when we look at to 2026 and then beyond 2026, I think we'll be able to determine it better. And, you know, there just may be that voter demand where off election year, if you will, there may be that that increased need and desire. And, and then we you know could look at it. But the municipalities could come together on a special election like this and say, you know what, hey, we find this is important and and we'd like those municipalities maybe to come together and, and they could say, hey, yeah, great, we'll we'll partner together and we'll we'll do an early voting site for that. So that is something yeah. that could be an option. But right now, I don't think most of us are ready to do that. This one coming up Tuesday is a great example of that. The idea that uh, we have very limited focus in some cases for these ballot questions. So that automatically narrows the narrows the audience down. So right. that means the turnout isn't as great. Uh, and um, you just have a, a smaller number of people who are voting. So that makes right. sense that you <laughs> sitting around for nine days waiting for everybody to show up uh, yes. would be different. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, great to know. And if folks certainly have questions, they can talk to you about it, your office, uh, or certainly their local clerks as well, I'm sure, have some perspective too. Yes. Before we go, yeah. uh, we want to talk a little bit about something you're working on at the clerk's office in Calhoun County, the, uh, the new search site for records. Yeah, we're really excited. Um, we are getting ready to launch. Uh, we don't have the exact rollout date yet, but um, hopefully very soon in the few coming days. Um, our online search site, this will be able to help anyone who has a land record or a, a death certificate, family member, or marriage license, to be a DBA, to be able to search our site more easily. Our current site is, is very limited on our search engine. And so you, a lot of people with land records, for example, they give us their address and want us to look it up by address, but that's not required um, to have on the document. So our search time is very limited on that. So with this new, it'll be a Google type search. You'll be able to type your address in and bring up that document or any document that's been recorded that had that address on there. And then you'll be able to purchase documents right from there. You'll be able to purchase um, certified land records, which will be a new item that we have available. And then you'll be able to search that we do have a DBA, a marriage license, or a DAS certificate. Um, you won't be able to purchase them through there, but you'll be able to say, oh yes, there, there is you know, a marriage license that we, we did get married and <laughs> we did have our license through Calhoun County. <laughs> and, and then there'll be a link back to our website where you can order the record. In the future, we will probably have it that you can purchase them through there. Um, we just, we aren't gonna have that quite yet. And then the other exciting part of that, as far as the land records go, is that you will be able to sign up for our property fraud alert. This is on the forefront of a lot of people's mind today is somebody coming in and fraudulently recording a document that 
steals their home, let's oh, say, right. you know, a lot of people are like, they stole my house. People are getting uh, creative these days. They'll be able to sign up and get an email or a text message if anything's recorded in our land records that has to do with that property. And then mm. they can say, oh, yep, we recorded our trust. Yep, that's good. We know that. But if they're like, we haven't done anything and they get an alert, then they can get on the search site. They can look it up. They can call or come into our office and say, we got notified that something was recorded. What was it? And then they can be right on top of it should something happen like that. Well, that makes a lot of sense, particularly with uh, how fraudsters are operating now. Awareness is key. So that alert is going to make a lot of difference, isn't it? Yes, it, it really is. Unfortunately, we have to have that type of program in, in today's world, but it is the world that we live in. And so people have to be um, proactive and as much as they possibly can so they don't have to be reactive when something unfortunate like that happens. Fortunately, in my time here at Calhoun County, I've only seen one time where um, someone was truly being fraudulent and and stealing somebody's property. And it was like a business partnership kind of gone bad. A lot of times it's in the family and sometimes they don't, they try to draft a deed. Let's say mom's on the deed by herself now. And so they're trying to add a, a child. And sometimes they try to do it themselves because they don't want to pay an attorney to draft the document. So what they end up doing is just putting the child on and not adding the child with mom on the deed. Mm. And, you know, sometimes it's done above board accidentally and sometimes it's not. And so those are the types of things that we see most of the time. And and unfortunately for us, the law says that as long as it's in recordable form, we record it. So we can't get into the legalities of of that that document. Wow. This is where it will be nice to notify them, say, hey, something's been recorded in your name or your address or whatever, and and they'll be able to check it out. So we're really excited about that. We'll be doing press releases once that is live and um, be able to help walk people through how this works. Yeah. So bottom line, when that's live, you can go to the website and and set up an email alert so that if your address is uh, processed in some way at the clerk's office, you're going to get an alert on that. So then you can check out what that's supposed to be about. Great advancement there and uh, a a great kind of uh, red flag alert that something might be going on. So, uh, yeah, we will certainly talk about that when when you deploy that. Great. We'd love to. We're really excited about it. All right, so Tuesday is Election Day in those aforementioned locations. And Kim Hinckley, Calhoun County Clerk and Register, has been kind enough to make sure we're aware. Again, show notes for this episode at BattleCreekPodcast.com have the resource links that you can click through and check out uh, on the clerk's website. All right, Kim, so uh, this one stretches our legs a little bit, gets us ready for the bigger elections, and I'm sure we'll talk then, <laughs> if yes, not soon. Yes, absolutely. We appreciate right. your time. Vote on Tuesday, August 8th. The committee's ultimate goal is to schedule the referendum. I can't imagine what the set of facts is that would 
what stopped us at this point. I hope I'm wrong. I hope that they are successful. Instead of workers in China building the batteries, we've got Marshall, Michigan employees building them. We want to be good neighbors. Your go-to on the Marshall Megasite, Community Matters, from Lakeview Ford Lincoln, 8 a.m. Saturdays on WBCK. Catch up now at battlecreekpodcast.com.